the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where gold, the best kind of gold. What a legend. What a champion. How are you going? My name's Sonny Munner. I'm with Mason Termain, and you're listening to the Maybe Daily. I can't say that any quicker. Yes! How you doing, Mason? Oh, not bad. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Yeah, not bad again. Oh, three not bads. Hey, uh, before we get going, mate, we are sponsored, as always, mm-hmm. by mintsports.com.au, the fine folk over at Mint Sports having a whale of a time. When you're feeling kind of low, with no place to go, just head to the shop. Mint bed, mint bed, mint bed, didn't. Gotta do one every week. If anything, it's getting worse. <laughs> if anything, it's getting worse. I like it. Hey, uh, we're also sponsored by Rudy Gobert's Le MMA Gym for all your French MMA gym needs. Thanks, Rudy. Cheers, Rudy. We start as always with a prayer. Mm-hmm. Let us pray, Let's Mace. Pray. Let us pray that all the buglers perfect their playing of the last post. How's the pressure on these guys? Oh my god! <laughs> so anxious. There's no buttons. There's no buttons on the bugle. What do you mean? Well, how are they doing the different notes? Gob. Just a little lip lip service. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the service. The lip service. That's the type of pressure, though. You get in there and you're like, where's the buttons? They're like, no buttons, mate. Nah, mate. you got to nilly vanilly this shit. <laughs> All right, let us pray. Let us pray that Shark keeps his strides on throughout the live tour. And let us pray that Eddie Jones doesn't electrocute anyone on the training ground. In the name of... Lance Armstrong, Armstrong. Marion Jones, Hansi Kronjes, and Tonya Harding. Harding. Wow. Geez, we're out of sync there. Some what? stand-up characters right there. <laughs> stand-up characters. Huge Tonya Harding. Fan. Yeah, what'd you like about her? Two of the biggest buffoons of all time. Oh, the hired goons that she got on board. <laughs> Absolute mental giants, sharp as a bowling ball. The two so, of them, Spence <laughs> Fawn and Frisch- what's his name, John Frashanti. I was going to say John oh, Frashanti. Right. Fair movie. <laughs> How can you be a bogan and ice skater? It just doesn't sync up. True. Good point. Anyway, a week <laughs> is a long time in life, and it's an eternity in sport. Mason, how's your week been, pal? I've <sighs> been sick, mate. Another weather. Yeah, you sound a bit stuffy. You normally take it pretty well. Yeah. Has it been? <laughs> I haven't complained at all. Absolutely haven't complained Ooh. once. You could ask Mel. <laughs> I can actually see the blood pouring out of her ears that you've been whinging too much. What sort of illness, mate? What are we talking about? I had a cold for seven days. Oh, nearly a week. Which then I woke up to... I couldn't open one eye. Huh? Woke up, looked at Mel, completely nude, and just said, I can't open my eye, I can't open my eye. She said, turn the light on. It's about five in the morning. Turn the light on. She didn't, without a blink of her eye, she just goes, you got pink eye. Yeah. said, turn the light off. What, like conjunctivitis yeah, style pink eye? Yeah, conjunctivitis. So I went in there, full oh pirate. Oh, God. One-eyed willy. All covered Fuck. in gunk. Scary stuff. Yeah. I've never had it. The first time I got it, I was a kid. I would have been about 10. Yeah. And I was away on a holiday with a family friend, the Millhouses in, uh, in Noosa. 
surname. This can't be real. Ah, the Millhouse clan, lovely people. Did he have blue hair? <laughs> Good friends of the pod. Yeah. I woke up and they were both completely clasped shut. And I thought, oh, I'm blind here. This is no good. And I had to, like, <laughs> feel my way around the room. And thankfully, his mum was like, nah, nah, nah. It's conjunctivitis. Get some salt water on it. You'll be right. started freaking. I've got, to learn, I've got to learn Braille. I need a stick. I know. I need a dog. It's all over. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of conjunctivitis, I did a medical trial uh, in London once with this Brazilian guy, this chef. And we're in there, and it's at the screening, and they show you all the, the paperwork with all the potential side effects, right? Right. And you don't read them. You just look at, all right, three grand, no worries. Where do I sign? Yeah. And they've got this huge list of side effects, you know, nausea, headaches, the usual. And one of them was glaucoma. The Brazilian guy next to me goes, what is glaucoma? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, glaucoma, mate. Nah, just like you go blind. But uh, don't worry. It's not gonna happen. He's got lucky it, asking the right bloke, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, mate, just sign it. You'll be sweet. You just go blind. I like fobbed it off like it was nothing. Anyway, we go in. And it's the first night we wake up and, and it's in a hospital setting, obviously. So you've got that little drawstring sort of curtain apparatus yeah. as a p- partition. Yeah. Wake up at about 5.30 in the morning. Sun's probably just coming up and he is going ballistic next to me in an absolute panic. <laughs> he's like trying to get out of his room, oh. which is just the curtain. Oh. So his curtain's swaying everywhere next to mine. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And then he grabs it and pulls down on it. curtain. Yeah, rips down, and all the nurses come running, and he's like writhing around like a buddy salmon in a in a dinghy, and he's on the ground screaming, "Glaucoma, glaucoma, 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 glaucoma!" I'm like, "What the fuck Glauc- are you about?" And he had conjunctivitis, and he woke up and thought he was blind with glaucoma, and was just squealing. I, like they had to like pin him down and go, "Mate, you haven't even been dosed yet." It's oh day minus one. God. You haven't had any drugs. <laughs> you don't have glaucoma. Glaucoma! 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 <laughs> mate, you'll be fine. Stick it out. Three grand, dude. It is scary, though. So I didn't know what yeah, it was going on. you don't want to wake up blind. Oh, no. Nah. I go to bed blind most nights. I don't like waking up like that. <laughs> so I just did the classic, you got to clean it. I didn't clean it for the first few days. And I was like, what are you doing? And just, you know... I just don't, why don't I follow rules, Sonny? I don't know why. Laziness. I'm just a lawless kind of dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're a rebel. It's nothing to do with apathy. <laughs> was it the septic tank near you on the pillow or something? It must have been, it must what have What gave been. you the pink That's eye? That's what I've got to stop farting on my pillow. That's what everyone keeps telling me. Yeah, before That's you go to bed. That's what I really bed. got to. No. I- <laughs> she just said, it's just your immune system's shot. And I was like, oh, oh. okay. And it just leads... Leads to that, and now I've got a sinus infection, and you know, Oof. you know, next steps are AIDS, I think. So, yeah, we can't catch it twice. I think the sinus <laughs> infection is—it's uh, probably more related to the backdoor shenanigans as well, just quietly. Isn't AIDS? Isn't AIDS? It's all done, isn't it? We've we wrapped that up. That's all. I done. wouldn't have thought so. No, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> I'm sure, we cured that. I think it's done. There's better medicine for it and whatnot. I don't think it's done. I don't think it just evaporates. I think it's like if the doctor says you got AIDS, it's like, oh, okay. So what? What? Just a prescription? We move on. Like I don't think it's as wild as it used to be. No, nah, no. Nah, it's four tablets and a bit of nausea. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> it's not chlamydia, mate. It's the real deal. Fucking <laughs> idiot. Everyone has AIDS.
You been healthy all week or what's going on? Mate, I actually went to hospital this week just for a checkup. I had to go back in for my lung stuff. And it was quite weird because it was like a Stockholm Syndrome thing. I didn't want to leave. I got in there and like the bathroom, the familiar lighting and the, the, the sort of... Parquet Lino floor, and I was like, oh, so sad. any danger you could let me just have a kip overnight? Like, I brought my computer, That's I was so ready to go. Sad. And then when they discharged me, they're like, no, nah, you're all sweet, everything seems to have cleared up. You tickety boo. I'm like, you sure? Like, I was really, <laughs> I was really angling for it. <laughs> my ankle's got a click. Is like, there anything yeah. you can do there? Or? <laughs> That penis reduction didn't take. <laughs> nah, it's good. I also took my daughter to uh, to a gig. Went and saw Regurgitator to a kids show. That was fun. She got into that. Awesome. What do they do with the songs? A bit of a no. Nah, they've got kids songs. They've got a whole kids album. But they also play their own with some mixed lyrics. Like you know, sucked a lot of cock to get where I am. They bust into that, and I was like, guys, inappropriate, inappropriate. But then they <laughs> changed it to sucked a lollipop to get where I am. I was like, okay, genius, pretty appropriate, genius. pretty good. Um, Very but you know good. what? Very good. So or my daughter's got this one favourite tune and that's like how I sold it. I said, hey, we're going to go watch, you know, the, the song's called Carumbo and it's a banger. I go, we'll watch Carumbo. She's got a little dance to it. Really cute. <laughs> anyway, we get there. She's all pumped for it and it gets down to the last song. They go, we've got one song left. I'm like, oh, it'll be Carumbo, Carumbo. And they didn't play it, the one tune she wanted. And we get out oh, of there. No. Mate, I was filthy. We get out of there and she goes, Dada, why they don't play my song? It oh. was like a heart-to-heart learning from one generation to another of like, I was so solemn, I spoke as if I was teaching her about the pitfalls of racism in a system. I was like, hey, baby, listen to me. Yeah. When yeah. you love a band and they don't play your favourite <laughs> song. Oh, baby, listen to me. When you love a band and you, they don't play your song, you still go and see them because yeah. some of the songs that you never used to like might become your new favourites. And I tried to like say, hey, wow. this is all part of just going to live music. And she looked at me, she's like, yeah, but they didn't That's play my right. song. She still can't get over it. Can't get over they it. They hooked her in. She's going to have to go back for another one. Is Carumbo the Asian version of Columbo? Is that what... Yeah, no, is? that's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, Carumbo. We have two dead... <laughs> nah, inappropriate. Sorry. I think those sort of comments died with Dame Edna, mate. I think they're gone. We're not allowed to do that anymore. Hey, uh, should we talk some sport? Let's do it. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, funk it down for Sonny Mon's main headline. Give me that funk. You gotta have Sonny Mon. It's been a massive week in sports, so we'll see how we go. Let's kick off with golf again. It's time to live and let live in Adelaide. As the city of churches goes right off with sellout crowds of 25,000 lining the fairways. What did you make of the live tournament, Mastodon? I mean, is it Caddyshack 3? I mean, what is the deal here? Very happy Gilmore vibes. It's a real... Angel and devil, like, I'm not sure what I'll... I'm mm. like, is it bad for the sport? Is yeah, it, right. It's pretty crazy how extreme it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the hole 12. And what's hole 12 called? The um, the watering hole. The watering yeah. hole. And the hole in one on the hole 12. Um, the tw- that hole was 12. the moment I'm they needed. Big golf fan. Yeah, Big hole golf 12. fan. Hole 12. <laughs> yeah, Kepka got the hole in one and got showered in that beers. If you didn't want to watch any of the sport, it's a hell of a day out. You can uh, you can check out the players having a shoey. 
you can get an on-course tattoo, cheers, or even have one of the millionaire players sign your forehead before littering them with empty cups. It was a weird setup. I don't reckon they should stop there. I reckon they should have, instead of flag poles, they should have stripper poles. And as you're tripping in, there's a girl like slowly sliding down it upside down. Don't give Shark any ideas. Or chicks like tanning in the in the bunkers. Yeah. That's what I want as well. Stuff like that. Like just <laughs> air horns. Air horns as you swing. And just like. It's not far from that. They were playing tunes when people were like chipping in and then they had this fake rattle noise when the ball went in the hole. Did you see Shark oh. talking about, so they've got these live branded uh, dick togs, these budgie smugglers, and he was showing them in the coverage. <laughs> of course they do. Mate, the coverage was abhorrent. It was just constantly like, how awesome is this? Like just hitting us over the head with it. I'm oh, like, can I watch God. and make my own mind up? But Shark's there in the commentary <laughs> and he's showing off these bloody Red Grundies and going, yeah, look, you know, all the uh, all the live players are really trying to force me to wear these dick togs on the 12th tee and hit a ball. I'm like, no, they're not, mate. Absolutely no one is doing that but you. Absolutely No not. one's forcing yeah. you. You're a nudist. No one. Absolutely. No one asked you, no nudist. one wants it. This is Norman. In all his glory. Birthday suit Norman. The award-winning shark of old prize comes. Completely sharkers. A Greg Norman art experience. I'd like to see someone on the 18th. You tee off. Now that people hold their, the tees with their teeth. And just oh yeah, John Daly style. Yeah, John Daly style, mate. The the world is their oyster. They can just go as wild as you can. Yeah, I think it worked. It that's the problem. Sports washing works, you know. Like you don't fret that it's all funded by despotic, evil doing billionaire murderers. It's like, nah, I'll go get a tat and throw some beer on some other old white dudes. Like it's not really. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Jamal Khashoggi's family. Hope you enjoyed the event. Uh, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> We can just be so selective about these things, though. Like, I was lamenting yeah. Live Golf's presence as I watched Saudi-backed Newcastle in the back of a Saudi-backed Uber on the weekend. So, insane. You know, we, insane. we can't pick and choose with this stuff, you know. Shout out to my hypocrisy. <laughs> Apparently, a bit of sport did break out over the weekend there, though. The event was won wire-to-wire by American golfer Taylor Gooch. Hmm. Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch. You reckon Gooch's strong suit is that small patch of grass between the front set of holes and the back nine? I saw two big fat naked bikers in the woods off 17 having sex. How am I supposed to chip without going on, Doug? To surfing now. You. An 11-time world champ, Kelly Slater, is wiped out of the world tour for the first time in his illustrious 33-year career. Asked after the crushing blow what his plans for the future are, the 51-year-old... 51? 51-year-old... I was just about to ask how old this fucking bloke is. It's unbelievable. I know. It's ridiculous. Still ripping bongs. His plans for the future, he said, plans for the future, I want to get really barreled. Okay. Aim high, Kelly. These Ain't guys, I. absolute Jack Johnson stoner boys. There's no word for the opposite of stoked, so he had to say barreled. I don't know. <laughs> hey, um, is that where Bodie died? Did Bodie die at Bells in Point Break? They're at Margaret River at the moment. Uh, and ah. Bodie did go out at Bells because, you know, there's cliffs on both sides. He wasn't going to paddle to New Zealand. So, yeah, other side of the country for, for Bodie. <laughs> He'll float up soon. R.I.P. <laughs> 
That's Bodhi. They call him the Bodhisattva. He's a real searcher. What's he searching for? The ride. The ultimate ride. And fear not, Slater fans, because the WSL will definitely dish him out a few wild cards. So I'm sure we'll see some sort of Lazarus-style comeback at some point this year. I just can't believe how long he's been. It feels like Insane. he's been Insane. since black and white TV. Mm. It's ridiculous. feels like he's been around my whole life. Well, he kind of has. He's still hot. Excuse me? (laughs) He's still hot. Yeah, I thought thought so. 51. I just start. Yeah, that's the main takeaway from his career. Mm. Look up his Wikipedia. It's in the first sentence. Extremely still hot surfer. Sorry, what? Wikipedia. Not good. That Hansel's so hot right now. To football now in the EPL where the Gooners are faltering. They're dropping points like their shoeys at Live Golf. Arsenal are going to take on Man City on Thursday morning in a game that's going to go a long way to determining the title race. Meanwhile, Saudi backed Newcastle, all but secure a Champions League berth after banging in six against the listless Spurs. Six in 21 minutes, man. Wow. Mate, I was watching it. It was like someone put the controller down for Spurs and walked out of the room to get the bloody <laughs> Chinese takeaway. Gooners are... Um, are they gone? I reckon they're going to lose it. Gooners have fucked it. They have, they have oh. haven't they? They've fucked it. I think so. I think so. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Yeah. What oh. a shame. <laughs> just when you know, it's, you can just see it. And you look at the table yeah. and everyone's looking at the table. Major wobbles. Huge wobbles. Yeah. <laughs> so they've done well. The yeah, last well, not well enough. Team, but, uh. <laughs> Still on football, the Champions League semis are set. The aforementioned Man City are going to take on perennial winners Real Madrid. And then it's the Milan derby. So mint. AC Milan are going to lock horns with bitter rivals Inter. That's going to be going right off in Milan. So mint. I remember being young watching San Siro games on ESPN, getting home from school. The replays, yeah. the best. It's when I first started my love for football. Really? Yeah, I used to, they used to always play the um, replays in the afternoon just when I got home and I just used to froth Inter versus Milan or Inter versus Sampdoria. Who gives a fuck? But it was in the San Siro. <laughs> and I just loved it. Flipping Zaghi man, were you? Oh, huge Zaghi man. Delvecchio. Oh, don't get me started. Sound like anti-pesto dishes. <laughs> hey, cue Hollywood script references because Wrexham have secured promotion back to the Football League wow. for the first time in 15 years in their penultimate round. Sonny's Musings. Brain Dome Activity. People always say penultimate. Why do we never say the ultimate round? What is penultimate? I don't. I've never known what. What is penultimate? Penultimate is the second to last thing. So say there's forty five games in the season, and this is the forty fourth. It's the penultimate round. Ah, before the last. Before. But no okay. one ever goes the last round. It's like, oh, we he fell out in the ultimate round. I quite like ultimate round. Great music, man. That's really good. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, the ultimate round sounds amazing. <laughs> Doesn't it? You That's in the grand insane. final? Yeah, mate. We're in the ultimate round. That's great. Yeah, it's really good. Brain dome activity. What'd you make of the whole Wrexham scenario? Do you love it? Yeah, I loved it. I watched the first season of it. Yeah. Thought it was great. It's just an amazing little town and how everyone's That's it. Everyone's in. 
the whole community. They've, I don't know yeah, how they've time. done it, those two big Hollywood time. boys, but they've lightning in a bottle that whole story. Yeah, they picked the right town. Picked the right town, they and they've done really well. with Ben Foster and goals. They've got some really smart moves. And they've got a gun up front, yeah, Mullen. Yeah. Mullen. Mullen. 46 goals he scored. Has now. he really? <laughs> and the last two yeah. he scored were class. Absolute class as well. I saw something in the week going like, oh, you know, big money poached him from a big club. He came from Cambridge. <laughs> Calm down. Really? Calm down, guys. Nerdy little town. Hardly picking him from the San Siro. <laughs> the other thing that shits me as well is... Yeah. Sonny's Musings. Brain Dome Activity. Commentators always bang on about like, oh, you could not script this. Oh, Hollywood writers couldn't come up with this. Uh, yeah, you could, like, very easily. And you could script it to be way more dramatic. Like, we could script it now in 30 seconds. I'd have penalty shootouts. Yeah. I'd have nine guys getting injured. Like, yes, you could script it easily. Yeah, Mullen gets stabbed. Mullen dies. Then they have yeah, to come back totally. and win it for him. Yeah. Reynolds has to get bring the boots out. Oh, and my God. Yeah. Shit script. Shit script. <laughs> I'd watch it. You could not script it. <laughs> Hollywood ending. Yeah, you could. It's not a writer's strike. <laughs> Even Tommy Wazoo can do a good script for that. Oh, hi, Wrexham. <laughs> Brain Dome Activity. Finally in football, Jamie McLaren becomes the A-League's all-time goalscorer, usurping Bessart Barisha. And that's a week before finals, penultimate round. Wow. And also on the A-League, absolutely no one is watching it. It is cooked. AFL and NRL are absolutely flying, and like these guys are one week from finals. Who's in finals? Couldn't tell. Under the it's radar. Sad, hard. Isn't it? What about me? It isn't fair. Big week in sport. Over to snooker now. You heard me. Where a table invader steals the show. Table invader sounds like a very bad video game. You just got to sit down and eat someone's dinner before they get back. Table invader. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone, Mum. Playing table invader. Go away. Oh, you don't put the fork on the right hand side. Oh, I just lost table invader. Yeah, protesters stormed the snooker table, releasing orange paint dye all over it, demanding the UK government stop their excessive use of fossil fuels. Yeah, that ought to do it. Who's watching snooker? Like, why is that the go-to? Oh my god! Like, I've never walked into a room and I'm like, well, "Hey, mate, what you been up to?" I oh, just watching the last few shots of snooker. Never happened. Biggest nap sport ever. <laughs> it's like Valium for me. I used to be on the couch putrid in London on a Sunday, like post-bender, tapering off, and you just drift off to the sound of the... And, and it's like kids' TV. It's just colours and balls, and you're oh, like, oh, this is pretty good. It's the adult version of when I used to snooze to the strongman competition on Wildwater Sports on a Saturday Arvo. Just drifting off on the couch, watching some Norwegian flip a bloody log over a fence or something. Have you had to ever had to do pants down? Like you haven't put a ball in, you have to go around the table, pull table, pants down? Yeah, yeah. Many a times? Yeah. I played with Shark and he insists on it, yeah. <laughs> a few times? Yeah, no, I would have definitely done it. And for a man who doesn't wear undies, it can be, yeah, <laughs> I, I need to get the cheat stick out, if you know what I mean. Did you ever have to do it? You'd have oh, to. Oh, yeah, a couple, dash, couple of times, a couple of times. But I can remember we built a pool table at home. Oh, yeah, out of what? Um, out of pool table material, you know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Orange dye Orange dye 
for some reason, I had a visual back to it when I heard about this story, and it, I can remember building the table yeah. and hearing Ricky Martin's "Cup of Life" playing. How weird's that? Juicing me balls a bit. <laughs> Juicing my balls, you're juicing my balls, you're juicing my balls every day and every night. You're juicing my balls, you're juicing my balls, you're juicing my balls every day and every night. Oh my god, the story's fucking shifty. Oh my god, it's really, really boring. Oh my god, the story's fucking shifty. Oh my god, it's really, really boring. You're juicing my balls, you're juicing my balls, you're juicing my balls every day and every night. You're juicing my balls, you're juicing my balls. You're juicing my balls every day and every night. You're juicing my balls. You're juicing my balls. You're juicing my balls. What I say. You're juicing my balls. You're juicing my balls. You're juicing my balls every day and every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we do it on the West Coast. Some real shitty boring fucking stories, y'all. Yeah. Thug life. I can hear it. As I'm putting down the red, the red. <laughs> Blue ball, corner pocket. <laughs> I think I had it on single. It was a tune. It was a mad tune. This guy's hetero as. He'll never come out. <laughs> Just playing it on a loop. Fair hang. How's the commentary on the uh, on the invasion? Commentator goes, it is scary. Wow. You just hope the cloth can be recovered from this. It caught us all by surprise. And for me, straight away as a snooker player, I'm thinking, is the table recoverable? <laughs> yeah. Good to see that message on fossil fuel usage really hitting home. <laughs> Save the cloth. Save the cloth. Don't put a beer on the corner of the table. The guy could have had a fucking electric machete in his back pocket. That doesn't exist. Don't know what that electric is. Machete. Like he's worried about that. He's, he's worried about the table. Oh, he's got a machete, but he needs to plug it in. It's not dangerous unless it's plugged in. He's actually got the machete and he's like gone pub rules and put it like two inches in from the side of the table. <laughs> he's going to stab the bloke who keeps playing Ricky Martin. Tennis news now, and Spaniard escaped from Alcaraz firms as the French Open favourite after defeating the Greek Mandela to take out the Barcelona Open. Gobbledygook. Escape from Alcaraz and coach Juan Carlos Ferrero Rocher hit back at those labelling the young star as, quote, the new Rafa. Guys, don't ever admit you hate a nickname or it's guaranteed to stick new Rafa. Absolutely going to call him that from now on. For sure. In more tennis news, the Joker says he'd gladly coach Nick Kyrgios. Jesus. And if so, Nick the Drip would go on to win no less than five Grand Slam tournaments. That'd be a fair duo. Oh, my God. Absolute Tonya Harding goons. That is just not what I want. Couldn't think of anything worse. Those two in cahoots. Jesus. And finally in tennis, Casper <laughs> Rude Dude remains fourth in the world. To cricket. <laughs> and Australia announced their Ashes squad. Mitch Marsh, probably the only potential eyebrow raise. And we'll wait to see if Dave Warner can see out the tour. Warner? What's he doing in there? Get out. I think he's saved by the Get fact out. that the World Test Championship final. 
kicks off beforehand, June seventh. So he's sort of been a part of the team that's got them there. So he'll need to raise the bat, you'd think, in that test or the first Ashes test, or it could be curtains. The other thing is, get out. No one's really banging the door down. The only bloke making runs was Bancroft, and he's not in the squad. So yeah, yeah, I will have to keep watching and see if Warner gets on there. We'll we'll ask his wife on the fourteen TV shows she's now on. <laughs> It'd been a book written in Crayola. <laughs> Gloucestershire's Tom Price makes himself the answer to many a future pub trivia tiebreaker after becoming the only cricketer in history to score a century and take a hat trick on the same day. Wow, that's crazy! That's amazing. Fair day. <laughs> Seven for forty-five. He came in in the morning session. He thwacked hundred and nine at better than a runner ball. And then they were all out, and the Arvo, he took the new ball and nicked off three batsmen in a row. My Give someone God, else a go, Pricey. Jesus, Price is right. Love it. Good work, <laughs> Pricey. That's incredible. Could you please all stand for the segment we call Ask Mace? Move your tail! Move your tail! You look like a girl out there. What's the matter with you? I feel like a Kentucky fried idiot. Where does the term hat trick originate? So it must be like a thoughts? hat, a trick. Is it like a magic? Started with a magician. Oh, wow. <laughs> However, did you come to that? <laughs> Fucking way to join the dots. Carumbo, I have a hat. <laughs> Carumbo, we are trying to work out how they came up with Hatwick. No, where do you reckon it comes from? Hat trick. Hat trick. Hat trick. Bingley's iron horn. <laughs> the more I say it, it will come. Yeah, so he had three rabbits in a hat. Okay. And he. <laughs> that okay was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, who's that he? Okay. Who had three rabbits in a hat? Um, <laughs> Copperfield. David Copperfield. Started yeah, yeah, yeah. with Copperfield. Started with Copperfield. <laughs> Best trick he ever pulled was banging Claudia Schiffer. Dead <laughs> Did set. he? Oh, my God. I think he was married to her. Imagine how annoying he'd be on date, like, steal, like take, oh, moving yeah. the knives and making them float. Yeah. Making this, Jesus Christ. Trying to eat my soup here. Where's my spoon? <laughs> oh, it's behind your ear. Dude, I just want to eat it. Oh. You wanted the duck, did you? And he pulls out a duck. He'd be a shocking date. He rocks up to dinner in a straight jacket, in a straight jacket, and he's like, right, when we order, when we order, I'm going to get this jacket off before the food gets here. three minutes to get it off and eat the hors d'oeuvres. Jesus, David, can we just have a normal meal, for fuck's sake? They bring out his meal in a massive, like, coffin-shaped box, and he goes, watch me cut it in half, and then, and then pull it out whole. <laughs> Putting swords into it. Yuck! <laughs> he goes <laughs> He goes to pay for it And they reject his card Was this your card? No That's Claudia's Sorry <laughs> No overdraft on the Amex That's so good <laughs> I'm sorry I, I ordered the duck a l'orange And it seems I've produced a rabbit Oh god damn it David Let me take your coat he signs the check and then rips it up and then like <laughs> produces it later and it's all in one piece. Wow. And I'll say the magic words. I'm sorry. He doesn't do a runner. He just levitates. 
Now, I believe the hat trick term comes from cricket, oh, not Copperfield. Got the, and yeah, right. Go on, it comes about. from cricket. There's two th- schools of thought. One is, so it was for bowlers because back in the day, batsmen were kind of like the regal upper class and the bowlers were the blue collar guys that were just sort of like runabout blokes. One theory is that they literally would get a hat from the club. They'd be like, hey, that's a good effort. You got three wickets and three balls. Here's a hat. The other theory going around was that in the 1800s, if a bowler, because they were sort of the lower echelon of class of human would get three in a row the club and those in the ground the fans all the regal batsmen and stuff would pass the hat around and put money in it so it'd be like hey here's a bit of a bonus right i think copperfield's more interesting but there you go (laughs) juicing my balls i feel like a kentucky fried idiot to basketball and transgender basketballer Lexi Rogers has officially been deemed ineligible to play in the elite women's basketball competition. The decision will no doubt spur on the bogeyman and his lesions of hashtag girl dads. So trendy (laughs) until action is needed. And the NBA playoffs, mate, are spicing right up. It's only round one, but whoo, there's a lot going on. So... Oh, yeah. Top seeds and home to slow-mo Joe Ingles, Milwaukee. The Bucks are struggling against Jimmy Buckets, Miami Heat, yeah. thanks to some injuries. The Nuggets and Celtics are laughing. A resurgent Knicks are invigorating a wild Madison Square Garden. And the Golden State Warriors' dynastic run seems at an end. Meanwhile, a confetti delay halted proceedings between <laughs> Boston and Atlanta. One job, guys. Oh my God. Halfway through the second quarter, it's like the end of a game show. <laughs> right, they stopped releasing Flitter from the roof, guys. How does it happen? Love it. But the biggest brouhaha has stemmed from the Lakers-Grizzlies matchup where Memphis Shitstirrer and Corey Worthington impersonator Dylan Brooks <laughs> pokes the bear, calling LeBron James, quote, old. Ooh, oh, vicious words. God. And stating he doesn't respect anyone until they drop 40 points on him, which is a bit weird because it's like, you know, I really respect uh, Osama, uh, Obama. I nearly said Osama bin Laden. <laughs> really respect him, but he's never dropped 40 points on me. Drop something else. We're not 40 points. <laughs> I mean, everyone should just basically get on LeBron to drop 40 on him now because oh, that yeah. will happen. Real villain. I can't. The get up in that interview, what he's wearing. So he's Corey Worthington Sonny's. He's got a f- like, fluffy jacket with a gold chain and no shirt. Shit tat. Oh, given. How's the fashion like it's one of the biggest in general like question marks just nba players they, fashion. they must spend hours before the game getting used to like just for that three second walk the in video. from the bus it's like i'm gonna dress up as a rodeo clown it's, it's like why don't you play basketball it's just a pr job all of america it's just pr.com what would you wear on the way in tracky dacks <laughs> with your initials on it wu-tang jacket and pants shacknosis boo-boo beret nah i'd be straight <laughs> t-shirt and jeans just keeping it just keep it real simple. You'd be in your robe, just walking through, comfort plus. Be barefoot. Comfort first, mate. <laughs> Cricket whites, bathrobe, see you later. Yeah, 100%. I try and play in that. Because the other thing is, they're eight foot. Tall yeah, people don't look good in clothes. There's amusing for you.
tall people don't look good in clothes. So nude, you reckon? Just go nude. <laughs> Prost. It's just America's next top moron as they walk in for those three seconds. <laughs> I can't handle it. Russell Westbrook is the biggest culprit of this shit. I would watch America's Next Top Moron every day. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Just Vox Pops, just walking the streets. G'day, mate, can we have a chat? About what? Congratulations, <laughs> you're on America's Next Top Moron. Freedom! It's in the Constitution. You're on the show. Bonjour, it's me, Rudy. The Stafford Tower Gobert. Are you looking to defend yourself in scary situations? Are you a seven-foot Frenchman with imposter syndrome? Then please come and obtain the mastery that is French La MMA. At my gym, or game as I like to call it, you will learn the art of mixed martial arts with a French twist. I will teach you my own specialty techniques that will save you in dire situations. Come and learn the baguette. A chokehold technique I learned from my mentor, Sensei Debardieu. He is a French legend. My favorite skill is the mime, where I punch people in the shoulder and act tough so they run away. It works when you're seven foot all the time. Hey, baby. Come check out my skills at La MMA Gym. Watch me put COVID in a fucking headlock. Au revoir. Ooh la la. Rudy, I'm waiting for you to put him in the headlock. I've already run away, monsieur. Fuck you. Speaking of intense, let's go to rugby now. And Rugby Australia have released a shopping wish list of NRL players that they're looking to poach. On the muckraking side of the ledger, we saw Nathan Cleary's name, but a more likely target is Broncos enforcer Payne Haas. So a bit of watch this space on that recruitment drive. How are they going to do that? That's just ridiculous. Oh, people are out of contract. They can offer them money. I feel a bit sorry for like people who have dedicated their life to rugby union and don't get paid. And then they go, oh, by the way, we're going to offer like one and a half million to a rugby league player for a few years. Oh, cheers. It's Thanks. Wild, isn't it? A lot of it's part of the PR machine, though, of Eddie Jones and the like, just to sort of get them in the public consciousness a bit. Yeah. You know, get us talking. Dickheads like us talking yeah, about rugby okay. union yeah, in a World a Cup year. Yeah, okay. Speaking of that amphibian super coach, Eddie Jones <laughs> takes charge of his first Wallabies training, wow. inspiring his troops, Mace, with the motivational tool of producing a cattle prod <laughs> on day one. I'll ride it. I'll ride it. He walked out onto the paddock with a cattle prod. Of all Australian sporting teams that need a cattle prod, it's these fucking blokes. A couple of wallabies up the doit. A little cattle prodding. <laughs> That's what these guys need. Yeah, well, I guess wallabies could be cattle. Yeah. yeah. Just pretty normal behaviour from Edward. Oh, I love it. The frog. Rabbit. <laughs> He's going to hop his way to success. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Let's hip drop our way over to the NRL oh. now, where it's fins up. Fins up as the Dolphins equal the greatest comeback in Premiership history. They surged back from 26 blot down after less than half an hour to overcome their Queensland rivals, Gold Coast. Final score, 28-26. Incredible game. It was incredible. I did like uh, Supercoach Bennett when asked about his inspirational speech at the main break. So what was said to the troops, Wayne? <laughs> Quote, not much. 
Can't remember now. <laughs> Inspirational stuff. Fair memory. I love his shirt jean combo as well, his whole get-up. That's the man I want walking into the NBA game. Could not give a fuck, could he? <laughs> could not give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe start. Maybe start giving a shit. Dance like somebody's watching. He's permanently off to a christening. That's his whole fashion outlook. <laughs> It's just, I'm going on christening. Yeah. That's it. Hey, need a, need a little question and answer. I'm going to take it to the 4020 here. What's a hip drop? Hip drop's a new name they've got for a tackle, where basically if you're the second or third person in on a tackle, people are putting their shoulder and crunching the legs of a prostrate player, basically. So they're dropping dropping onto their hip to buckle them, and it's just going to cause a 1,000 career-ending injuries. This sort of stuff comes around all the time. Yeah. It's going to be highlighted for the next month, and then they'll just work out how not to do it. A bit like the sling tackle in AFL. Let's just get rid of tackling. I mean, let's just find another yep. way to stop it. But how can you help? This is imposs- impossible. The instinct yeah, that these blokes have had, you're asking blokes with the IQ of three yep. to know how to, in that instant moment to know how to tackle it's not going to happen it's not well the other one is the crusher tackle where you're basically pushing someone's head down yeah it's pretty sick that doesn't sound cool joy arrow the other (laughs) night this guy backed into him squatting down short of going the copperfield and actually disappearing there's not much else he could have done (laughs) exactly so this guy's just going to get rubbed out it's just anyway don't get me started on tackling it's bullshit okay consider it done and still just quickly with rugby league granddaddy sheens toothless tigers sheensy bow, 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 sheensy from wayne bennett to another wayne with a hazy recollection concerning recent events wayne carey in the afl has gone public wow. for the first time since being fired from both Channel 7 and Triple M after he was banned from all Crown Casinos when a bag of white powder fell from his pocket onto the roulette table. Just a quick reminder, folks. <laughs> Wayne's version of events sees that powder as anti-inflammatories that he routinely sprinkles on his evening steaks. Highly plausible. Nothing sus there. Wayne stated, quote, This is the first time since I was 16 that I've had the opportunity to speak my truth. Okay, great. Not just any truth's going to come out. Wayne's truth. This could be interesting. Don't worry, facts. You won't be needed. Do you want to hear some of Wayne's world of truth, Mason? Please, please. Okay. Also, first time since he was 16, what happened at that age? Turned 17 and went, mate, no more telling your truth. All right. Here's some of Wayne's truth. Quote, everyone knows why I'm out of the media. The so-called white powder saga at Crown Casino. Which, by the way, had nothing in it. Which hasn't been said or even shown a photo of. Or there hasn't been a picture of anything. Okay. Not making loads of sense just yet, but that's okay. Absolute gobbledygook. On being asked by Channel 7, what's your truth, Wayno? Here we go. Quote, I thought I'd step away from Channel 7 at the start of this year or the end of last year anyway. Because it wasn't really something I was totally enjoying. Uh, See? You can't fire the king. The king quits. Touche. <laughs> Finally, what other truth do you reckon Wayno stored up inside for decades that he only now feels safe to release? Oh, please, enlighten me. <laughs> Quote, on the first day at school, I pooed my pants. I went home with it. I didn't clean it at school. It went really stale. So okay. disgusting. It's really so worth yuck. the wait all these years for Wayne's world of truth. <laughs> Good to know. Jeez, I feel sorry for him, you know. All he did was root the wife of his co-captain, glass an ex-girlfriend, get done for drugs, but he had stale poo in his pants at his first day of school. 
Get the violins out, mate. Oh, it's all right. I'm sure that we can handle this situation maturely, just like the responsible adults that we are. Isn't that right, Mr. Poopy Pants? I've got a poo story. Oh, okay. We're doing that, are we? <laughs> well, I, I thought it'd be a good truth. <laughs> thought it'd be a good truth for me to give bring out. You know, when I was sixteen. Yeah, what's Mesa's truth? <laughs> When did he say, how old was he? 16. No, well, he was 16 the last time he was allowed to state his truth. <laughs> but he, the stale poo in the Dax was the first day of school. As you said, who's thinking like that at 16? It's about truth and shit. Oh, he's Unbelievable. He's lying. 16, I'm a man now, it's time to lie. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable, fair brain. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> fair brain activity. I, I um, pooed myself when I was a kid. And uh, good friend of the pod, Disco Dave, one of the great friends of the oh. pod, he was there. And I was tr- Is that of Bushman Dave fame? <laughs> Bushman Dave, one of the great men, Bushman wow. Dave. Yeah, he, uh, mm. he was there and I didn't want to tell anyone. It was dad, Bushman Dave and me. Mm. And I pooed my pants and went, oh, fuck, I pooed my pants. But then I tried to just keep doing things like nothing happened. Like star so jumps. I slid down the slide. Oh, come on, slid mate. Slid down the slide. Ugh. You know what happened. Big brown laser line behind me, right down the side. Oh. Had to go. Okay, okay. Had to walk that off, and Dave still brings it up to this day. Yeah, I wish you didn't. <laughs> Here's a nice piece of shit. Hey, still on AFL, mate. And the video yeah. game AFL 23 was released this week, oh. getting loads of plaudits for its realism. Now you're you're more of a gamer than me, Mace. What did you make of it? Huge gamer, huge gamer. I used to play Brod in that first AFL game, and he is a complete... My brother is a rager. Right. Throw the remote, try to break it, squeeze it to death. Oh, yeah. Squeeze the remote. Like like playing car games, but he'd move like he's the car. <laughs> Classic move. That's right. But he had some moments with games when we were growing up. He made the whole Wu-Tang Clan in the NBA Live 95, the whole roster. Excuse me? You wouldn't believe it. Created every player in the New York Knicks as the Wu Tang Clan. They weren't nothing to fuck with. Method Man had the MVP that year. I'm a huge sport gamer. Sport gamer. None of that other shit. Well, it looked pretty real, this AFL one. Like, Looks alright. There's a mode where you can get Clarko to punch the wall and be racist. It's awesome. <laughs> Triangle, triangle, triangle. Oh, he punched the wall. Awesome. Hey, I remember actually coming home to find you when we lived together. I remember coming home one day and I heard some raucous behaviour. And I don't really think I thought anything of it, but I guess subconsciously I was like, oh, cool, a couple of guys are over or whatever. Someone's watching something. And I walked in and you're lounging on the couch in your tracky dacks <laughs> playing FIFA with the two next door neighbours' kids who were like seven and nine years old. And I'm like, oh, G'day, guys. What's uh, what's happening? Oh, we're in the middle of a tournament. It's like, okay. You were watching them play for hours. Hello, eight-year-olds. EA Sports. It's in the game. Finally in AFL, Polo Boy still remains. What, that? Are you kidding? I didn't quit. Why, you took that seriously. And finally, my Monday night indoor football team, the FC Diggabats, make it three from three at the start of the season, knocking off new team... Diazuris, three goals to one. And Mace's inner city Barata. One by 50. Whoa! What's We're back, baby. Back. <laughs> Who are you playing? Witches hats. 
We weren't playing Indiana Faithful, that's for sure, but we were playing KHY Blue. Oh, yeah. Which sounds like, um, what's that shit you use for... Um... KY Jelly. <laughs> Every time I see it. It sounds like you used the lubricant of force on them. Crikey. No, we really did. One of the blokes rolled his ankle. They were done then because they only had five players, so we smashed oh, them okay, with four. Okay. So it was a win, but you know it was good for percentages, but it wasn't a... It's a confidence booster. It's good to see the ball go in the Confidence hoop, booster. That's right. That's right. Hello, this is Andrew Bogart, hashtag girl dad, and this is Sunny Month Sports Headlines. It's time to unpack the main story of the week, and we go across to athletics now, mate. And before we get into the main story, just a little update on our new favourite, Gout Gout. (laughs) Been doing a little bit of Gout Gout Gout, research. Gout. (laughs) Haven't said that much during the week. Cheers. (laughs) What's, What's he up to? Mate, Gout Gout, just a little one, is one of seven siblings, so I don't know what the other six are called. Toe Gout. Cast port gout. <laughs> like gout gout. Talk about favourite child. Gout gout. <laughs> anyway, he's one of seven to mum Monica and dad, dad's name, Bona Gout. Can't be real. Bona! Mate, how painful does that sound? Bona gout. <laughs> Throbbing. <laughs> All right. Oh, I can't play tonight, mate. I've got a case of Bona gout. All right. <laughs> How severe is that? B-O-N-A. It's pretty cool. It's a cool name. <laughs> you know Bona, B-O-N-A as well. Bona was my nickname from Adam Millhouse. From speaking of the Millhouses earlier, in primary school, my nickname was Bona. Bona. Any of a origin story for that? Just always hard. No, I... um. <laughs> They were giving me grief. Him and his brother David Milhouse were giving me grief Just about like always hard is the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> Why they call you Bona, mate? Literally always hard. Always like hard. Anywhere. It could yeah. be at a funeral. Can be watching a Holocaust documentary. Always hard. It's like, what? Yeah, no, it's pretty creepy. Uh, tell us again about how you pooed yourself down the slide. <laughs> Sorry about that. Cheers. Basically, it was them giving me grief about like having. Uh, Fat rolls or something as a kid, and then their mum, Roseanne Milhouse, friend of the pod, said, "Oh, don't you listen to them? You're all skin and bones." And they called me Bones for like an hour, and then it went from Bones to Boner. Yeah, and that was classic. it. Classic. To this day, rap, yeah, still calls you if you saw it. Yeah. You'd go Boner. How are you? Oh yeah, the parents would big old Milhouse and go, "Hey, you Boner? Do you want a can?" He'd always have like ninety what? fucking Forex gold cans in the fridge, and they'd always be ice cold. It was the best. Any time of the day, he'd be like, "Oh, Boner can? Oh, okay." By the way, Roseanne Millhouse. Yeah. Fair night. <laughs> Good people, the Millhouses. Shout out. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Big pisshead, Roseanne? No, but the old man doesn't mind a beer. He works hard oh, and yeah. then he just plays hard. I like him. We've got plenty of Millhouse stories. Don't you worry, you pretty little <laughs> about that. Ow. All right, stop. I can't kick it. I've got gals, gals, baby. I've got gals, gals, baby. All right, stop. Not feeling great now, Winston. Gout is back and it's got you thinking. Feels like your bed sheets are on tightly. Flowing like goo, you're drinking daily and nightly. 
Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn up the lights, you gout glow. One of seventeens for boner to handle. Your toes light up a stage with gout so bad. I gotta wear sandals. Damn, gotta lop it off soon. Keeping me awake like Cosport in my bedroom. Deadly. That boner has got no remedy. Gotta get some cream, cause the gout's got the best of me. Love it or leave it. Your gout will never give way. Rather have a pink eye. Bonus kids don't play. If there was a bomb, yo, I'd solve it. Check out my foot. It's fucking revolting. Gout, gout, baby. A toe. But our main athletic story this week is the ultra marathon runner Josiah Zakchevsky. Josia Zakchevsky, pretty easy to say. Cheers. Josia Zakchevsky. She's a Scottish ultra She's Scottish. Runner. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Someone give her parents the memo. She represented Scotland in the 2014 Glasgow Commonwealth Games in the marathon. She's a proper runner. She was in, in the ultra marathon between Manchester and Liverpool the other day. Well, you have to go for 80 kilometres. Unfortunately, the 46-year-old doctor reportedly covered a mile of that race in just under 100 seconds. So that's a speed of 36 <laughs> miles per hour. Mm, something shit. fishy. So for context, that is 14 k's an hour faster than Usain Bolt's top speed. <laughs> what about Mickey Rourke's? Yeah, I was just going to say it's about 12 k's quicker than Mickey Rourke's top speed. So GPS data tracking showed that she, you guessed it, used a car for a four-kilometer stretch of the race. Love it. Love it. Rate it. She collected third prize, took photos and got a trophy. Good on you, Dale. You've earned it. She blamed an injury and jet lag. Great. This is like the, the amount of excuses this person has. It's like when you see like uh, like a homeless dude wanting money off the side of the road and they just have a gumbo worth of 14 excuses. Oh, g'day. Me mum's in hospital and I need money to help me park and fucking something to help me sleep. It's like, mate, I'll buy you the goon. Just talk to me straight. Relax. Shoot me straight, Wayne. Stop telling your That's truth, it. Wayne. So, how's this? She yeah. said she'd been limping and she wanted to tell the marshals she was withdrawing, okay? So, instead of just, like, going home or, like, getting on the phone and going, guys, I'm out, she jumped in a car, drove to the next checkpoint and said, hey, guys, <laughs> just a quick one. I've driven here just to tell you I'm pulling out. And they said, quote, you will hate yourself if you stop now. So... You'll hate yourself for stopping, but you, you cheat and you'll <laughs> sleep like a baby. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. The pressure. Oh, my God. So she admitted she was wrong to pose for several photos and accept the trophy and medal. <laughs> the good doctor is also extremely upset to see, quote, haters on social media calling for her to have a lifetime ban. Hey, haters going to hate, dog. Don't you worry about them. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that she posed. Oh, she feels really bad, but she yeah, definitely feel, got time Yeah, I feel so bad. Ever since I got caught, I feel really iffy about it. So it got me thinking. Over the course of our sporting lifetime, we've got some serious, seriously good cheaters in the terms of like, you know, we've got Lance Armstrong and Tonya Harding. We mentioned them. We've got oh, yeah. Ben Johnson. Our girl, Alicia Boykins, earlier this year, masquerading as a 12-year-old. Maradona's <laughs> hand of God. The entire German and athletic squad between like the 60s and 80s were all doping. I think my favourite is probably the 2000 Spanish Paralympic basketball team that we've discussed before. 
<laughs> but I thought we might be able to discuss a few others at length here, mate. Do you want to get into some cheating? Yeah, oh, please, mate, please. This program is both dedicated to the faithful and presented to the false-hearted to encourage their renewal of temperance and virtue. Have you have you ever bent rules in your life in any capacity? Uh, I'm uh, pretty moral on the court when I'm playing. I'm pretty moral. Like, if I, if I knock the ball out of bounds and that... The ref doesn't see it and gives it to me. I'll say, nah, 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 it's the other teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you do that or are you just a gung-ho, nah, ref made the call, whatever? I, I do that 90% of the time, but there's other times where I'm like, nah, you know what, I'm not doing it for this drip. Yeah. As last yeah. week we're playing indoor football. Yeah. And Luther, good friend of the pod, is a bloke who just never gets any calls from this referee that we have, ever. The ball goes out, we get the kick in. He goes, nah, nah, ref, it was off me. Does the honest thing. And the ref goes, no, it wasn't. And starts arguing with him. He can't even get a call when he's trying to give it to the other team. <laughs> Unbelievable. That is stiff. That is stiff. That is really stiff. I did it, Your Honour. I murdered her. <laughs> no, you didn't. She shouldn't have got in the way of the bullet. Innocent. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be... Someone's got to be accountable for this. I'm not a cheater, but I feel like I'm... Definitely looking back over the last few years, I'm a massive stealer. Oh, klepto. I steal a lot of stuff. Hearts and minds. Stealing nappies oh, all yeah. the time. Just so expensive. Yeah. They are this, expensive. The country's stuffed. This country is stuffed. This country is stuffed. It's stuffed. Stuffed. It's stuffed. It's stuffed. It's stuffed. Mind you, it's the best country in the world, mate. mate it's the best country, best country in the world, world mate. Best country in the Wouldn't world. Wouldn't anywhere else, mate. Stealing that, I used to get caught in London stealing at Tesco's all the time, weighing everything as carrots. Yeah, yeah, that old chestnut. You know what I used to steal? Yeah. My mind, I don't know how it works. I used yeah. to nick massive industrial-sized things of dog food, right? <sighs> like these huge bags. I just put them by my feet while I scanned everything else and then walk out with them. But how's my mentality? Oh. Oh, that's good. I would steal the ones that were on special. <laughs> you wouldn't even get the expensive stuff. I know I'm not paying for it, but I still want a bargain, right? And I used to think about this, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I outsmarted myself with this criminal mastermind <laughs> behavior because one day I got caught. The bloke goes, hey, mate, you haven't scanned that. And I instantly, without even knowing what had gone on, I go, oh, sorry, mate, what an idiot. I'm off with the fairies. And I scan it, and it comes up half price. I go, the only reason I got it is because it's on special. And he goes, oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> and I walked out. I was absolutely stunned. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm a dodgy person. I didn't even know that's why I was doing that. I was just covering myself for the inevitable time where I was caught. That's amazing. Only steal things when they're half price. What an idiot. Tell the cook this is low-grade dog food, all right? When I was playing basketball when I first moved to Sydney, how's mm. this? Our captain of the team that he built, he would at timeouts, or sorry, when he'd get subbed off or while mm. we're warming up in the game, he'd steal people's keys on his team what? and what? rummage through their cars and steal things. Oh, yeah. Good bloke. Um, great bloke And he played like that He'd be always trying to steal What do you mean he played like that? He'd come back from a timeout Wearing your shoes <laughs> No, no, these are mine, mate Where's the ball? Where's the ball? Where's my oh, baby sorry. seat gone? <laughs> no, you never had one You can borrow mine though It looks pretty similar Mate, he got caught So were people cottoning on? One of the players Put a GoPro in his car yeah, Cottoning on And said, someone's stealing no. our stuff Put a GoPro in there Looked at it Oh, bloody no. Rich, the captain. Dicky boy. He got caught. Dicky got caught. 
Dickie never to be got seen his again. car and Dickie never to be seen again. Be thankful it was his car. Uh, Dickie needs a name. This looks like a likely vehicle for my next adventure. All right, well, that leads us into cheating beautifully. Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, I think college sports over, over the history are rife with, with point shaving and things like that. Um, yeah. Mafia links, all sorts of gambling, because... It makes sense. These kids are making millions for other people and don't get paid themselves, so it's pretty incongruous. Yeah. Let's go to some classics. 1904, Fred Laws. Fred Laws was running in the 1904 Olympics in St. Louis. Lawsy. Mm. Ironic. He finished the marathon in three hours 13, which was way quicker than anyone else, and he <laughs> did so by hitching a ride with a passing car for 11 miles of the Olympic marathon. <laughs> so not too bad. He got a lifetime ban, which was lifted one year later, and he'd go on to win the Boston Marathon. So he really learned his lesson. Speaking of Boston Marathons, yeah. Mace, yeah. Rosie Ruiz. Similar story here. 1980, Rosie Ruiz was the first woman to cross the finish line in the Boston Marathon. She got crowned as the fastest woman in Boston. However, it was discovered she'd registered for the race, but simply just hopped out as a bystander in the crowd with a few hundred metres from the line. <laughs> she saw them coming. <laughs> what a legend. Not a bead of sweat on her. <laughs> to be honest, Monaghetti never looks like he's covered in sweat when he finishes. Just turns his watch off, heads straight for another marathon. If you can take advantage of a situation in some way, it's your duty as an American to do it. Why should the race always be to the swift, or the jumble to the quick-witted? Should they be allowed to win merely because of the gifts God gave them? Well, I say, cheating is a gift. Man gives himself. Mr. Burns, I insist that we cheat. Excellent. Golf now, and the name David Robertson comes into play when it comes Robbo. to transgressing. Dodgy Robbo, in the 1985 Open, he got to the green before anyone else, went down to mark his ball and decided to just sort of kick it along. He replaced it. We've all done that. Yeah. How's this, mate? <laughs> he moved it about 20 feet, and he was yeah. banned for 20 years by the PGA. Holy shit. They take that shit seriously in golf. An inch a year? Yeah, an inch for a year, yeah. <laughs> only, only three simple rules in golf. Don't move your ball. No blacks, no women. Come on, guys. <laughs> I blame Copperfield. It's not my fault. That's what magician David Copperfield is saying after testifying in court. Copperfield claims he should not be held accountable for an audience member being injured during one of his illusions at a magic show in Las Vegas. Cycling is a sport synonymous with cheating. We all know some oh, of the big yeah. ones. They're all on drugs. But I like the story of Michel Palencia in the 1978 Tour de France. He was asked to give a post-stage test with the yellow jersey still adorning his shoulders. He started urinating, but they began getting a little bit suspicious when he, quote, began pumping his elbow in and out as if playing a set of bagpipes. They asked the Belgian <laughs> to remove his shirt, which revealed a, quote, Highly elaborate plumbing system running from a rubber, <laughs> urine-filled bulb under his arm. So he had someone else's piss and was just squeezing it out like he was playing bloody ACDC-style bagpipes. Highly sophisticated plumbing thing. Is it? Was it the gurgler? Was it, was it Tony Plugger? Was it gurgler locket on the bike? I don't know if you'd want Plugger's piss. He'd have a lot of greyhound <laughs> blood in it. He's fine. He served a yep. two-month suspension before starting to race again. For those keeping tabs at home, it's two months for drugs, 20 years for moving a golf ball. Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. Let's go to boxing now. And we all know about Mike Tyson oh, chomping yeah. on earlobes, but I like Antonio Margarito, the welterweight boxer. He wrapped his hands in what is effectively plaster of Paris, which basically concretized his fist. 
Uh, oh he's not the only God. bloke to do this. Trainer Carlos Panama Lewis did it in a fight between Lewis Resto and Billy Collins Jr. Now, it went 10 rounds where he got blurred vision, Collins Jr. After the fight, it led to depression, subsequent death in a car accident that many people believe to be suicide. So this was in wow. 1986. The trainer and boxer got put on trial. They were found guilty of assault, criminal possession of a weapon, as in his hands, <laughs> and conspiracy. He couldn't get rid of those, could he? Couldn't throw those in the uh, river. So the trainer got six years in prison, the boxer got three years, and Collins Jr. died. Oh. So not a great story all around. Oh, sleep well, guys. That's amazing. That's like Hot Shots Part 2, where he's putting the hands yeah, in the Yeah, the tar fudge. and the glass and the sprinkles <laughs> and the skills. <laughs> Another sports anonymous oh, a with a lot team. of dodginess is baseball. There's been heaps of stuff recently oh. about stealing signs and all this. But I like a couple of pitchers, namely the Yankees' Whitey Ford in the 1960s World <laughs> Series. He, quote, used enough mud to build a dam. He threw what he used to call a gunk ball. Sounds like what he had in your eyeball the other day. He had a gunk ball. <laughs> gunk ball? Get this. The gunk ball combined a mixture of baby oil turpentine, and resin. Okay, just scraping the bong. He kept the gunk on a roll-on dispenser, like a deodorant roll-on. Yogi Berra, another famous baseballer. Good name. He once mistook it for deodorant and glued his arms to his side accidentally. <laughs> Talk about a retro headline. Absolute retro headline. <laughs> Waddling around looking like a penguin, trying to get his arms out. Hey, mate, something's wrong with me, huh? Have you used my deodorant? Yeah, no, it's actually a shitload of turpentine and resin. You've got gunk arms. Another picture that I love is Gaylord Perry. You heard me. Stop. He had a 20-year career spanning eight teams, and he had one hell of a misleading spitball thanks to the wads of Vaseline he would store in his hat. It's completely Major League-style areas, this, isn't it? <laughs> Gaylord What's short? Is that Greg? Is Greg, Greg short for Gaylord? I'm pretty sure it is. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Another music from Mace, thinking thoughts. <sighs> Wouldn't you agree with him, Gunther? Ich liebe Grübelein. <laughs> Prost. Greg is short for Gaylord. Yeah, well, you heard it here first. <laughs> Prost. Hey, let's go back to the Olympics now. 1936, Dora Rajan. Dora Rajan, who was a man whose name was ironically really her man. Quite apt. She slash he was convinced by the Hitler Youth to bind his genitals tightly to his body so that he could compete Jesus. in the female high jump. Jesus. He strapped his junk to his body so no one would know and scissor kicked his way to fourth in the women's high jump. Didn't even get a medal. <laughs> You're going to cheat at least win, dude. Exactly. 
That's no, unbelievable. It's nothing. He did nothing except put himself through pain. Did you see that guy's balls? Yeah, they were weird looking. How about this bloke, Boris Onischenko? Should be Dishonischenko. Scottish bloke. Yeah, yeah, another Scott. <laughs> this guy was a fencer. In the 76 Olympics in Montreal, he was from the Ukraine. Sorry, Ukraine, not the Ukraine. He was an army officer in Ukraine at the time. So he rigged up a little sensor device in the glove that held the sword and he would press it so it would beep and it would register as a score. So he would be like basically phantoming people, (laughs) air wafting, Copperfield style, and people were against him going, hey, he never touched me once and he outscored me. And they're like, no, no, don't yes, you I talking did. about? Don't you talking about? <laughs> so the rules of the sport had to be changed once they found out. So they banned grips that would hide all the wires and switches that he rigged up. I dedicate my life to the study of fencing. Let's lean into some sailing now and Donald Crowhurst, the Don. <laughs> Said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> Crowhurst was a British businessman. He entered the 1968 Golden Globe race, which was a single-handed round-the-world yacht race. Pretty impressive for a bloke who'd never sailed and had no experience. As the race went on, this guy used radio reports, claiming that he was well ahead of the competition. In reality, he docked his boat in the South Pacific and was just hanging out way (laughs) off course. His motives, he had these radios, these handheld radios that he thought was going to be the saviour for a failing business he had. So he was like, how good are these radios? I've got to cheat my way around the world. (laughs) The actual winner of the race or the leader of the race, Nigel Tetley, English much? (laughs) Nigel Tetley. Nigel was getting these reports going, I'm way too far behind. I'm just going to abandon ship. So he abandoned ship in the middle of the South Pacific despite, Whoa. in reality, being way ahead of the field. He was oh, winning it. Oh, no. Yeah. Nige, so English. So English. Donnie Crowhurst later committed suicide because he felt so bad over the incident. <laughs> little uplifter. Little uplifter for everyone out there. That, was that little business didn't work Cheating out. Cheating doesn't pay. <laughs> Thank you for turning on another installment of Cheaters. And finally, let's go to horse racing. We are all aware of the fine cotton affair, one of the greats of all time. But have you ever heard of American jockey Sylvester Carmouche? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Sly. Sly Carmouche. Sly. Sly Carmouche. <laughs> Sly the douche Carmouche. He shocked many at Delta Downs Racetrack in 1990 by finishing first on a 23-to-1 long shot landing officer. Uh, however, Carmouche had taken advantage of the extremely foggy conditions. It was so foggy no one could see anything. So this right. bloke just didn't run and waited for the entire field to come a whole lap around and join him. So he just did the last 100 metres down the oh, straight. pretty smart. 24-length victory that set a new record, raised a few eyebrows. And he was like, oh, yeah, didn't even have to get the whip out. <laughs> Douche Carmouche took right home the chocolates. That. I think they paid out all the bets before they realised, though. So if you're on the douche that day, you're pretty laughing. The douche. (laughs) The douche. Slide the douche. I think my favourite's still the Spanish para basketball team, but there you go. There's some great ones. I mean, it's the pressure of these sports, the money involved. It's the pressure. Yeah. People will just do things to win. They will go to that length. It's mind-boggling. And the other thing that it also freaks me out when people... Like NFL players get suspended for gambling on different games and they bet like 500 bucks. They're on 400 million yeah. a year. What are you doing? It's so, but yeah. Just the compulsion. It's like dog food. Just, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Stop stealing Absolutely half price right. shit. You're not spending anything on it. 
I love it. I love and hate a cheater. I love and hate a cheater, my friend. Yeah, they're the best and the worst at the they're same the time. All right, mate. That's pretty much going to cover us off. We've drilled a lot of shit today. It's been a nice, relaxed, real record. I'm very thankful for it. Hey, what have we learned? We forgot what we learned last week. We're in such a bluster. Clearly, salt water keeps you young, a la Kelly Slater, is what I've learned. Ah. 51 and hot. Mate, the cure to everything is salt water. It is. Tears, sweat, and ocean. Cure to everything. And conjunctivitis. <laughs> yeah, let's not fucking worry our pretty little heads about that. What do you learn? I learned that if you're going to protest fossil fuels, maybe pick a bigger target than nine people in a snooker table. <laughs> nine people in sunny asleep. I woke up and the bloody thing was orange. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and I've learned that this weekend just gone will either be the turning point that we look back on for Live Golf and say, hey, that's when it all kicked in. Or we're going to go, do you remember that T20-style fad yep. that never took off with all the bells and whistles? Is this what we said about cricket when they started the T20 bit. as well? Is this what exactly... So the Masters and things like that are kind of like the Test Match version. And Live is sure. T20 where it's a new generation and it's kids and bells and whistles. And I'm in the same sort of camp where I'm like, yeah, great. Get kids playing golf. But it just does my head in. I'm just old man shaking fist at the cloud. You know? Oh, same. Absolutely, mate. Do you reckon the modern day version of... An old man shaking his fist at the cloud is actually the internet cloud. It's yeah. like, I can't download anything. <laughs> shaking my fist at the cloud. <laughs> Brain dome activity. All right, mate, I'm going to copper field this thing and get the hell out of here. I'm going to disappear. Uh, this won't be our penultimate episode. We'll be back for many more to come, I'm sure about that. Until next time. How can people get in touch with us? Um, Twitter, Instagram, maybe underscore underscore daily. That's maybe underscore underscore mm. daily. Follow and like our shit, Yeah, please. and feel free to chuck please. us your favourite cheating stories or anything else that you might want to uh, pump in there and make us do absolutely no research. That would be really, really helpful, guys. Thanks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Right under the line, would you? That's all for <laughs> us. We've had another good week with you guys. I hope you've had a good week with us. Don't know what any of that means, but Mace, I love you and I need you to stay mint. I love you. Stay mint, Sonny. Stay healthy, Digger. Bye. Bye now. Bye now. Oh, I can't, I've lost count of the amount of times I've... I've I've sold myself. I remember burying a pair of soiled undies in primary school on my lunch break. I shot myself and went, you know what? I'm just going to dack myself here. I took them out and I buried them around the corner near the playground. Fair time capsule. Yeah. Good luck finding that, groundskeeper Willie. Oh, and here's Sunny Shit from 1992. We're opening up an absolute Pandora's box of filth here if we start going down this line. <laughs> I could chew your ear off all day. You said I pooped myself once and I'm thinking, what, this week? Absolute <laughs> asshole like the Japanese flag. <laughs> Nothing but brown lasers at the back catch flap. No thanks. <laughs> Piercing the porcelain for years. <laughs> Always hard. Get out.